0: Tribune Audio Network. The Cities, with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens.
1: I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. You can't be blamed for driving along Davenport's far southwest side and not noticing Nahant Marsh. There's no neon signs, no big billboards, but let's be honest, there shouldn't be. Nahant Marsh played a big role in the flood of 2019 and continues to play a big role in our ecology, including work to bring back butterflies to our area. I talked with the executive director of the Nahant Marsh, Brian Ritter. There's two things that Nahant Marsh did. One was it suffered the wrath. Of high waters yeah. for three months. The other thing is it mitigated in some ways the flood further downriver. Let's start with the impact to the marsh.
0: Well, um, it, it, I'd say it's still actually too early to tell. Okay. So we we uh, we were underwater. Nahant starts taking on water from the river when it gets to 12 feet on the Rock Island gauge. So we started taking on water Very around March, March 15th, and we had water well into June, and so 100 days. Um, some of our areas have bounced back just fine. They look great. Other areas, it's questionable whether they're going to return, especially what seems to be hard hit all along the Mississippi River corridor, the woodlands. The trees are really looking bad, and chances are a lot of those trees are going to die out.
1: I'd assume because the roots got waterlogged yeah. and there was no oxygen for the-
0: Right, they were just underwater for way too long. Um, in terms of our infrastructure, we did pretty OK. We we were, we. were had a ton of volunteers show up at the last second and help sandbag our building, which was incredible. It kept the water out. Um, we own we own a home in a, in a garage on uh, South Concord, which is right in the main flowway. Always That got some damage, and we're going to have to do some repairs to that. But for the most part, once the water got out of there, we got up and running, and, and we were kind of fine. The, the thing that hurt us most, I would say, is the fact that we had to cancel probably a couple thousand, uh, well, several dozen school groups and and other groups and probably missed out on several thousand people coming to the marsh during our busy season.
1: Tell me how the marsh did help mitigate. I, I know the people like yeah. in Buffalo and people yeah. even further down river are saying, thank heavens for Nahant Marsh.
0: Yeah, well, uh, what's remarkable, like I mentioned, when the river gets to 12 feet, it starts backing in. Flood stage is 15 feet, so well before that. We estimate, uh, and this is calculations through the city of Davenport and others, that we took on about 1 trillion gallons of water during the flood, and that's equivalent of 1.5 million Olympic-sized swimming pools worth of water that came in and um, essentially prevented that from being forced downstream. Now, if you think about that, along Davenport's riverfront and Rock Island's riverfront, historically there would have been wetlands just like Nahant all over the place and uh, those have largely been filled in. So had Nahant been filled in, and there was the risk years ago, um, all that water would have been forced to Buffalo, Andalusia, and other things.
1: Well, and then you talk about the Mayor Frank Klipsch's uh, task force, and one of the things that they've been talking about is more natural ways to at least diminish the impact of mm-hmm. floods. You're never gonna get, completely get rid of them. Right. And and to allow for more wetlands and for more marshy areas. Right. I'm, I assume that's something, of course, you support. Yeah. Is there land for that? I mean, is there areas that you're looking at?
0: Well, yeah, I, and at Nahant, you know, we, we own 305 acres. Uh, there's probably another 400 acres of wetlands just in our neck of the woods that could be protected, and so we're definitely looking in that direction. But um, it has to be a bigger has to be a bigger initiative across our entire landscape in the Upper Midwest. Nahant is not going to save downtown Davenport by itself. Um, we need to look further upstream and figure out where those areas are that we can have the most impact by building wetlands.
1: Key also for the environment, even when there's not a flood. And one yeah. of the reasons why is that we're talking about nature making it come back. You are yeah. uh, instrumental in trying to get the monarch butterfly to come back. Yeah. You've got an event that's coming up. Tell me a little bit about this monarch release because you've done it for four years.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, September 14th and it's a great family friendly event. Um, but the bigger issue is we're trying to educate people about number one, why is this species dwindling so quickly? The populations have dropped 90% in the past 20 years and that's pretty alarming. Uh, it's it's kind of the canary in the coal mine. Though. It is, isn't it? Mo- nice. Monarchs are just the tip of the iceberg. But um, like I said, it's a family family friendly event. We're gonna release over 200 monarchs that day. And, when we release them, the families will have an opportunity to put a tag on them and they can track that monarch's um, Movement hopefully all the way to Mexico.
1: I, I find that so hard to buy. I know you're smiling because you know I am just I can't believe it. So it's a little sticker on the wing of a monarch It is and you can track where that monarch goes with whoever finds the monarch at whatever that destination point is.
0: Right, yeah so it, and it has shows to have no impact on the Monarch's flight or anything like that. It's a tiny little sticker. It's got an ID number on it and it's got a place where you can log in. And so if somebody finds that Monarch down in Oklahoma or even Texas or Mexico, they can log that Monarch in and say, hey, we found this here. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully they re-release it and it can continue its journey. And so it's been a really effective way of monitoring monarch populations and their success or lack thereof. And uh, it's Monarch Watch that um, really is the the sort of guiding organization that does
1: this. Is there a bit of a comeback now? I mean, are my eyes deceiving me? Because I was talking to you earlier that it seemed like there were more butterflies. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, this year was a a much better year than the past five or 10. Uh, And there's evidence that the monarch population rose over the winter. They they count them, they do surveys down in Mexico and the numbers were higher in, in Mexico this year. And they that seems to translate to a better year this year. We, we're definitely seeing more monarchs and, and other pollinators in general around on our landscape this year. And I think it's a combination of different initiatives. There's a lot of people planting helpful plants and all those
1: other things. There's more awareness, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, there's been a big push, don't just put lawns down, put some type of uh, plant life that'll help uh, the pollinators, such as bees and, as you say, butterflies.
0: That's right, you know, if you think about it, in the United States, we have about 40 million acres of lawn. Now, if everybody just took five or 10% of their backyard and planted some native wildflowers and milkweed and things like that, Boy, that's four million new acres of habitat that we didn't have.
1: Four million acres you wouldn't have to mow too. Right.
0: (laughs) Think of the time that would save.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, you could spend more time at Nahant Marsh.
0: That's right.
1: Brian Ritter, Executive Director of the Nahat Marsh. The marsh is located where the Mississippi River meets Interstate 280 in Davenport. The Education Center is open Monday through Friday from 8.30 in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon. And on Saturdays from 9 until noon. The hours are a little different during the summer months. Trails are open daily from sunrise to sunset.
0: Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT-PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.